0: Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. This is Alana and I am here with Jamie. How's it going, Jamie?
1: It's going well. How are you today? Oh, good. What's fun or new over there? Uh, actually not fun. We actually we had a, a scheduled visit with some family members that are not going to be able to make it after all. So that was kind of disappointing, but it's, it's for the best for sure. So we're, oh, yeah, that's a disappointment. It is, but you know, it's one of those, it's a teachable, like for the kids, it's definitely mm-hmm. a teachable moment. Cause you know, our, our youngest has been counting the days down for weeks now, mm-hmm. and but it's a good teachable, like, you know what God's got this, God's involved. And it's, you know, the whole thing is for the best, you know, God is at work, even in the things that are disappointing. So it's, it's yeah. good, but disappointing, especially these would have been our first true visitors since covid Right. Oh, but something exciting that is happening. So Uh I don't know if I have shared publicly on the podcast that I have a half brother that I knew about only for the last 14 years or so. I'm 44. So I think I was about 30 when I found out about him. I didn't even know he existed. Um, and, uh, I, he found me a few couple of months ago, which is just like, you know, truly miraculous and exciting. And I get to meet him in person. So I'm going to get to meet him in person at the end of July. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been
0: fine. I don't think you mentioned it on the show, but it's been a really fun story. We've talked back and forth several times about finding a way to write it into a book (laughs) just because of how, how neat that whole process has been.
1: Well, the really just. So over the years, I've, uh, you know, uh, when I first knew that he was out there, you know, my first thought was, is he okay? And, you know, I'm just praying for him. Like, God, please Mm -hmm. let him be okay. Please let him have had this, you know, I think I may have mentioned this before with, um, when we were praying about, or when we were talking about, can we pray retroactively? But I remember Mm -hmm. I would pray, please, God, let him have had a good family and, and let him be doing well. And so, and so anyway, when I actually, um, when I would think about it, I would think, I wonder if we've ever been in the same place at the same time or the same state at the same time, especially Uh when I went back East where I knew my mom had him. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, um, it come to find out he has been in Alaska twice since we've lived in Alaska and we have been, he's been within just a few miles of our house a couple of times. Yeah. It's really crazy. So it'll be good to meet him in person. Yeah. Well, I don't know
0: if I ever told you, and I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't mentioned it on the show, Scott and I went on mission trips to Russia with two different groups the summer before we met, and we looked back at our journals from the trip, and we ate lunch at the same Moscow
1: food court on the same day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like about wow. four months
0: before we actually met. We were in the same food court in the same mall.
1: Oh my goodness. Now that is, that is truly crazy because you're not only, you know, in a, in the same state, but you're Mm -hmm. in Moscow, you're two Americans in Moscow.
0: Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that unfortunately it's almost too bizarre to put into a novel because people would be like, Oh, that's just not realistic. It would be right.
1: Oh, isn't that just a (laughs) storybook? I know.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, what are we chatting about today? I'm pretty sure it's not Half Brothers and Moscow Food Courts, but maybe it
1: is. It's not. It's intuitive intercession, which this was was something that you brought up that I think it's been something I have not given a name to. And I think it's a great topic because it's something that I think about a lot. It's something that I think people are interested in. And I would Mm -hmm. love to discuss this. So, yeah. Great. Well, I'm excited. Should we open up with prayer? Let's do it. Awesome. God, thank you so much for another time to come before you and just um, be in your presence as we talk about prayer and the way that we can um, apply these different topics to our prayer lives. We just pray that you'd speak to us today, that you would guide our conversation and that you would be with us, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just truly direct us and open our eyes and our hearts to whatever messages you have for us during this time. And we just thank you for prayer, Lord. We thank you that like after years of discussing these different prayer topics every week, we haven't run out. There are just so much to it. And there are so many different facets of prayer. And we just thank you for the gift that it is and, and that you allow us to just walk in this journey of partnering with you. Amen. Amen. So our verse of the day is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10b through 13. And this is the NIV. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. So I chose this because I was just looking for some, you know, something scriptural that addresses the role of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. prayer. And and I think this... I, I believe that this is in context, if you're reading, if you read the beginning of, of 1 Corinthians 2, it's talking about revealing the truth of the gospel and what that is, mm-hmm. but If it's true that, that we have the Holy spirit living in us, if he searches all things, if he searches God's mind and God's heart, it, it, it makes sense through, you know, just the the entirety of scripture that the Holy spirit would be able to teach us as we pray, would be able to give us revelations or direction and guidance, even in Mm -hmm. the middle of our prayers. And that's so, I don't know, that was just kind of one, one facet of our conversation. Yeah.
0: I love it. And I love thinking about our prayers as a partnership with the Holy Spirit, as opposed to mm-hmm. just some task or chore that God has given us that we just need to be dutiful, little obedient servants. But instead we get to partner with him. And I think this topic of, I lost the word, something intercession, what are we calling it? Intu- intuitive, <laughs> intuitive Intuitive intercession. intercession. <laughs> your your picture on the screen was covering the notes. I'm like, wait, what did we decide to call it? That
1: happens to me all the time. I'm
0: like, and, <laughs> and something or other something but, behind that picture. Yeah, but you know, it's just this picture that we don't know what we're supposed to pray for. I don't know what's going on in your life. You know, I mean. In some ways I do, but I don't know what's going on in the missionary that I've committed to pray for who I haven't heard from in three weeks. I don't know what's going on in their life right now, but God can allow us intuitively to sometimes discern things. There's some limitations, there's some caveats, and we're going to get into that. But I love this picture of learning to more intuitively listen and asking God, what do you want me to pray for this person? And having that be a practice that we can actually practice, right? Like sometimes I think people give up and they say, well, I'm not an intuitive person, so it's not for me. And we fail to think about this as almost an exercise that we can get better at when we when we work at it. So before we dive too much deeper into this topic, our just for fun question is, when is the last time your intuition was right about something?
1: I was just thinking about this, um, our dog. So I typically, I kind of joke that I have the opposite of, of intuition that if I feel like, if I feel like I should go right, I really should go left. Or if I, Uh with all three of my children, I was wrong about the gender. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm total opposite, but there are these very distinct times in my life where I totally sense it's different from just the, into the, the feeling and it doesn't come very often, which is why I guess maybe that is true intuition and my other things are just hunches, but I Mm -hmm. kind of know I get this, uh, I don't know, just an impression. And, but I, I know that, that something is going to be a certain way and, and it's Mm -hmm. not, not much, maybe a handful of times, like counting on one hand. Um, but one of those things that's not like one of the more profound was our dog. I, um, was looking, we were looking for a dog and we knew that we wanted a lab and we had looked for some rescues and we didn't find any. And then I found one breeder locally. Uh, I found several locally and I, I sent emails out to them and I got an email back from this one. And I just had this feeling like, um, I was nervous about getting a dog because, um, for many reasons. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I just, when I, I, after talking to this person, I just had this feeling that that this dog was going to be perfect for us. That it was going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. That it was, and, and I know it sounds kind of like, oh, well, whatever, but it really was an intuition. And I even yeah. dog like, and I, I wouldn't have said it beforehand because I didn't want to mm-hmm. say it and then get a different dog and not be happy. But when he was born, like we got to see pictures of each baby as they were born. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw his picture, I'm like, he's mine. Like, that's the one I want. Aww. And so- anyway, it was so, and it was the one that we ended up getting. So it, That's I don't know. It, yeah. There, I, so I would say the intuition was, and, and it was kind of funny, the timing of, of looking into it. It was just kind of random. We had wanted to be get, get a dog for a while and they just happened, everything fell into place. They just happened to be having a litter and they just happened to have a, an opening, which they mm-hmm. usually didn't. So mm-hmm. I think that was, I, we were just talking about that because he turned one recently. And then we just recently, a few days ago, celebrated the one-year anniversary of getting him. So it was, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that because he's a great dog and I'm so glad we have him. So
0: Yeah. Well, this is the first time we get to record after me actually getting to meet Archie. I know. So you and I had probably... It wasn't even a full hour together, but it was still so nice a couple of weeks ago. And I he got to loved
1: you too. Like he had yes, a connection with so you. Sweet. And it's like mm-hmm. he knew that we had a connection. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was very cool.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of cute dog stories, there are people doing a ton of stuff with like power lines and things in our neighborhood right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And they've
0: been here all week. And Gimli is so happy. He's like the little two-year-old who just wants to look at all the big bulldozers out the window. <laughs> and so, so cute. he has been the happiest dog all week, just staring at the window. Or I was a little nervous about when we would let him out, if he was going to bark. He's perfectly polite. He'll just sit and smile and watch them work. It's very Aww, cute.
1: That is really cool. Yeah. It's that cute. is very cool.
0: Well, back to our just for fun. Yeah. I've got a lot of stories. So, you know, like... Well, because you of...
1: have a very accurate intuition, as I recall.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's... For me, it's kind of like, yeah. But I've had some times <laughs> where my intuition has been wrong. That's actually probably more amusing. <laughs> so... Well, like you can you... do that,
1: too, if you want to... Pick oh, up. yeah. That, that would be a fun just for fun.
0: <laughs> well, I was sure. Well, okay. Here's a time where my intuition was right. I mean, this isn't the most recent, but it's a very dramatic one. I knew, even when Scott and I were engaged, I knew that I knew that I knew that one of our kids was going to have disability issues and medical issues. Wow. And, you know, praise the Lord, Silas is basically outgrown all of this. We don't think about him as a kid with disabilities or things like that. But I mean, we had six years of a feeding tube. He's still getting therapy and stuff. And so I remembered a conversation that even Scott and I had had when we were engaged, like two weeks into our stay in the NICU and it was a big comfort because it was God reminding me like, Hey, like I, I kind of gave you a heads up. <laughs> like wow. I always appreciate when God gives me a little bit of a warning and we've talked about this before. Like in my case, I, I need to remember God doesn't owe me a warning, right. you know, like sometimes right. something will come out of the blue and I'll, I'll kind of get upset with God being like, you didn't let me know this was coming. Right. Wow. <laughs> um, but a time I was wrong about the kids was I was sure it was going to be boy, boy, girl, boy. Like I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. So we had a boy and then we had a boy. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm on the right track. And then I was pregnant again. I'm like, yep, here's a girl. And I ended up getting three ultrasounds for different reasons. None of them super interesting. And every single time they were like, yep, it's a boy. <laughs> it actually wasn't until he was born that I finally realized, oh, okay, well, guess i was wrong and i mean who knows maybe it means that 2 years from now we're going to adopt a little girl and she's going to be in between or you know i right? I've, I've given up trying to figure out I, I now i just laugh and it's like yeah i got it wrong no big deal uh i'm not infallible <laughs> so and i think that's something that's important when we when we talk about this gift of intuition or spiritual discernment is that it's yeah i mean we talk about how the holy spirit helps us in that but it's not infallible. It's not like scripture. You can live your entire Christian life and never hear a direct word from the Lord and have everything you need for your spiritual growth. The Bible says he's given us every spiritual blessing. We have everything we need for life and godliness. I don't think we're promised intuition or discernment, but I think it is something that we can practice and develop. And yeah, for some of us, it's probably going to come to us more easily. And The more I think about it, the more I, I don't want to over spiritualize it because, like, yes, I'm a very intuitive person, but even if I wasn't a Christian, I think my personality is wired. Like, I can read people's emotions. I can. I'm always thinking about the future, so that means, like, in my head, I've got a hundred different scenarios running, and I can more often than not, just through common sense and logic pick what's right that looks like discernment it feels like discernment so in my opinion i i almost feel like we want to take a step back and not make this so heavy a topic mm-hmm. and be like you know oh you've got the gift of prophecy and you're always going to know what's going to happen tomorrow and no like sometimes sometimes i'm wrong <laughs> sometimes i feel something because god is specifically telling me and sometimes I get a sense of something just because I'm in tune to what's going on around me, right? So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like some people, I think, think about this as like a spiritual thing with a capital S and I'm here, but just like, yeah, I mean, some people just kind of observe the world more, um, more, what's the word I'm looking for, accurately than Mm -hmm. others. And so they're less surprised when things come up.
1: Well, I love what you said, because I'm always the balanced person. I always love to look at the mm-hmm. like two extremes because I believe that the truth is probably somewhere in there, you know, and yeah. that you don't mm-hmm. want to get too far on one side or the other. Um, so, I mean, I definitely, so, you know, well, I think first, before we even go any further, for those mm-hmm. that are like, what are they talking about? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should, we should just define. Okay. So yes. what are we talking about today? Intuitive intercession, like break down those words. Okay. And then let's I'll tell it. you what I think.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like we're, we're, we're talking about dogs. We're talking about Russia. We're talking right? about half brothers. Okay. So yeah. Intercession. Let's start with that because it's a word that we're all going to be most likely familiar with. Intercession is praying on behalf of someone else. Um, when we talk about it in the Praying Christian Women podcast, I think we're talking about it as fervent prayers on behalf of someone else. Not quite the God bless the president, right? But the, the dedicated, yeah, like the popcorn prayers, like we talked about, they're great. But I think intercession takes at least one step beyond that. So mm-hmm. instead of just, God, thanks for Jamie, please help her have a great day. It would be Thanks to Jamie. Help her have a great day. And please, you know, and then I would take specific things in your life and cover them in prayer. So a picture of intercession is like covering someone in prayer or on a spiritual warfare kind of picture. Let's say I knew that you were in a season of intense spiritual attack and you were getting attacked by discouragement and things like that. I would picture my prayers for you. My intercessory prayers for you as like a a a bubble or armor that, or bubble wrap, you know, like something that would, that would protect you from this onslaught. Like my prayers would surround you. I think that as mothers, we kind of know how to do this for our kids. We pray prayers of protection over them. And it's not just, Hey, please help him to not get hurt when he's at summer camp. It's, I am sending you off and I am surrounding you with prayers of blessing and protection. That's what I think of as intercession. If you want the simple version, it's praying for somebody
1: else. Yeah. And what I kind of picture just based on my own experiences with praying with other people and having other Mm -hmm. people pray for me is also if you're just with someone and and praying directly in the presence of that person, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. because I don't know. So, well, we'll get into that later, but yeah, I, that could also be part of, this idea of intuitive intercession is when you're in the Mm -hmm. presence of someone and they're asking you for prayer and maybe they're not giving you the full story and you can tell that there's something else going Mm -hmm. on. These are times like there've been times when I've just been in desperate need of prayer and someone may have even had the intuition to come and approach me and say, do you need me to pray for you? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. or I ask for prayer, but I don't give the full story. And the, and, and this is where the intuitive part comes in is that the words that are spoken and the the things that come out of that person's mouth to me at least seem like they could only have come from divine inspiration mm-hmm. because i didn't share that stuff and right and so either that person is very intuitive because they know me well or because they maybe know one or two circumstances or mm-hmm. maybe they just maybe they just have gotten a glimpse of the holy spirit that is that is yeah. like this is how i want you to pray for this person so mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where yeah. the intuitive part comes in, I think is praying for someone in a way that is guided by the Holy spirit, or mm-hmm. that is even guided by, like you said, this other kind of less spiritual component of observing, thinking yeah. about that person, what they might need, mm-hmm. what could mm-hmm. be the things that are bothering them or, yeah, or that, you know, that they need.
0: Do you have any examples of this intuitive intercession, like that somebody's prayed for you. Okay. Yes. Want to
1: share one? Yeah. So there was a woman um, that would come to our women's retreats in Arizona. Our, our pastor's wife, Christy would, um, would kind of, she was the worship leader and she would organize these prayer retreats and I mean uh, women's retreats and, um, or she would be part of it anyway, but she would bring, there was a friend of hers that would come that didn't attend our church, but she was kind of a mentor to Christy and, um, I had not been to the first couple of retreats, but I heard from these women that um, she had a prayer ministry. That was like kind of her, I mean, she did teaching and, and, you know, she would do teaching at different events and stuff too, but her big calling and ministry was prayer ministry. And she, people would just say, it's kind of incredible how intuitive she is and how accurate her prayers are. So I went to her and, um, you, and and you could sign up for prayer with her, you know, if you mm, wanted to just mm-hmm. have, you know, this was part of kind of her thing. Cause she was one of the speakers and you could go have mm-hmm. a prayer time with her. So I had not been to a couple of the retreats where people are like, it was just very powerful to pray with her. And so I went and prayed with her and, um, we talked for a couple of minutes, but she'd never met me. And mm-hmm. she just asked me a couple of things about myself and went into it with, um, just, you know, started praying. And I just remember the one thing, the word that she used when she was praying for me was fear. And Mm -hmm. I had never thought about that. I had never, you know, she was praying against fear and, Mm -hmm. and in the things that I shared with her, I did not see that, but it was at the root of several things that I had been dealing with over time. And, and just some of, I I can't give you the specifics of the words that she used or whatever, but it had to do with, I was in children's ministry at the time. And there were, there were a lot of fears I was having in many different areas about that Mm -hmm. and the job I was doing. And anyway, um, so that was, that was one example of she was a person, you know, you talked about one of the questions is, are some people gifted at this kind of prayer? Mm -hmm. And are some people not? Mm -hmm. Um, So what I'll say about her, she was an incredible person. She was very humble. She was not like, uh, she did not wield her, her prayer as if she was better than anyone else. Right. But a danger, I think a pitfall in a situation where there is someone who is perceived as gifted at this, whether it's because she has the spiritual gift of discernment or whether she has practiced, discernment and intuition Mm -hmm. or whether the Holy Spirit just, you know, is in, she's in tune with the Holy Spirit because she listens, whatever the case, whatever allows her to be this person that people are drawn to, to, to pray for them. Um, I think one of the dangers that, that there could be is that you could say there are some people that are just, she's got the gift of prayer or she's got Mm -hmm. the gift of discernment or of intuition. And so, you know, uh, we need to gravitate. We, I need her in my life to talk to me about what God's saying about me. And um, mm-hmm. so two things, one, either saying, I'll never be like that. Cause I'm not gifted. Let's right. leave it to those people to be intercessors mm-hmm. or number two, saying, I need someone like that. And maybe elevating some like one like that into, you know, kind of almost like a psychic friends network. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I need to go to this person for a, a word from God right. and that could be dangerous too, is, is treating mm-hmm. this kind of intercession or intuition or whatever it is as, um,
0: it's something on the same level of scripture.
1: Right. Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I'm going to make it very clear. She never did this. It was all very biblical right. and, yeah. and really edifying to the body of Christ and to the women that she ministered to. So, but yeah
0: Well, let's go ahead and throw out some warnings because there are people who are going to misuse this kind of gift.
1: Absolutely. And
0: so I would say, you know, biggest red flag is if somebody claims to have a a word from the Lord for you that goes against scripture, right? Like I'm not going to go to Jamie and say, Jamie, God told me to abandon your kids and your family and move to Michigan, (laughs) right? Like God wouldn't tell you that that would go against his, his word that's the biggest one. But yeah, I think too, we want to be careful about putting somebody in such a position of authority in our lives that we lose our own autonomy, right? Like um, we think about this historically with the Catholic church, you couldn't go to God. You had to go through a priest. And so we need to remember, like we all have access to God. So You know, maybe you've got this relationship with the mentor and that mentor is on vacation and someone at work approaches you about a promotion and you feel like you can't give them an answer until you hear back. Now, should you pray about it? Yeah. Should you seek godly counsel? Yeah. But there's a difference between prayer and godly counsel and feeling like you cannot make any decision without consulting a person or that you need this one individual's permission. Like some churches, I was involved in a church like this in college, they set it up so that an individual was given too much authority over a person you couldn't uh let's say somebody asked me out on a date I couldn't say yes and be like in good standing in the eyes of my church without going to one of the older people at the church and praying with them Mm -hmm. is it wise to pray with somebody about your dating life sure it is but we need to be careful because when we give one individual too much authority that is a perhaps taking the place of God, right? We feel like we've got to go through them and be like people can abuse that authority. And so we want to be careful about that. But now that that caveat's out of the way, let's just talk about all of the really cool ways that we can use our inner intuition to intercede for others more effectively. And I love what you said that just because this doesn't feel like something that comes naturally to you, or just because you know, somebody who feels like they're gifted in this area, it doesn't mean that it's not something that we can't practice and and learn and develop.
1: Yeah. We all have the Holy spirit living in us. And if he's living in us, we have access to what he has to say. And, and so, you know, or, On the other hand, on the other side of it, like you said, there is just a practical intuition and there's just the, the, the gift, not the gift, the practice, um, or habit of, of listening and thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know uh, if we want to talk about practical things, but I, I just think about like, um, if you're praying with a person, I think one of the, one of the things that that I feel like doesn't come naturally for me that I have to work at is being comfortable with silence. Mm,
0: mm -hmm. So if I'm
1: praying for someone and, you know, if there hasn't been a lot of time to talk with them or to hear from God ahead of time, I just feel like, um, like being comfortable with silence during that prayer. Like if you're praying for someone is important because if you feel like you have to constantly be speaking, there's no room to hear from God or to have your thoughts kind of shaped. I don't know, that's my thought because I just am a talker. And so right, right. I have a hard time being still and listening and and I've noticed that while I'm not a naturally intuitive person, there have been many times that I've been praying for someone that people have been like, wow, like that's exactly, that was right on. That was what I needed. And I mean, praise God. Like to me, that's like, wow, that is something that's not from inside of me. Cause I'm never right. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And so that has to be, you know, from God, but you know, of course, you always have to hold it lightly. It is not gospel. It is not scripture, but exactly. the nice thing about praying with someone And not just in your prayer closet is that you can possibly get that feedback if you did touch on an issue that, that they really needed prayer for. That's the exciting part to me is when you can hear that and be like, okay, I'm on the right track. I really am listening. Mm -hmm. Not that it happens all the time, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love, and I think this really highlights your prayer personality and my prayer personality. Like you're talking about these intuitive intercessions is when you're praying for somebody like as a prayer ministry, like that didn't even cross my mind. Like I'm picturing me in my prayer closet being like, okay, what's Jamie need for me to pray for her today? And I think there's a wonderful place for both. And I think that you can, even like, if you're listening and you're like, I don't even know where to start Maybe like Jamie kind of explained her method, which is you go to somebody, maybe you talk just a minute or two. Is there something I can pray for you about? You remember that there can be silence. Um, Here's the other thing though, like sometimes, yeah, I think that being comfortable with silence is wonderful. But also I have noticed there are times where I'll just start to pray and trust that God's going to... Take that prayer where it's meant to go, right. and actually, in real time. Yeah, yeah. This almost reminds me of the difference between when you and I write, because you're more likely to write from an outline. <laughs> oh, you're so right. You know what I mean, right? Like yes. you want to take time to get your thoughts organized, whereas yes. I'm like, oh, good, I've got an idea. Here I go. You're a panther. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll write it out as as it comes. And so again, I mean how many times we need like a little bell to, to jingle every time we come back to this, like know your own prayer personality, know what works for you. If you are going to write an essay, are you going to outline it first? Are you going to just start writing it? If you're going to outline it first, then be like Jamie, be the person who pauses before you pray and be the person who really asks God to guide and shape your prayers. If you're going to write an essay or a short story, and you're just going to dive in and go, then be like me, start praying and be listening for God to kind of adjust your prayers. I've given the GPS analogy before on the show, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, I love it. I had a friend who who said like, sometimes we we don't know where to go. And so we just sit and Mm -hmm. sometimes that works. But sometimes like her opinion is like, start going and then God can direct you. Like physics makes it easier to move an object that's already moving Mm -hmm. than to start a stationary object. So sometimes I like to look at it as I'm just going to go, no, I don't know what I'm going to pray, but I'm going to start praying and I'm going to trust God to shape that prayer. Is my mm-hmm. way better or more spiritual? Of course it is. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> of course it is. No, 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 well, no. You know, though, I, I have found myself, I've actually been praying for people and I've been like, no, actually, you know, like I'll actually, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pray mm-hmm. something and I'll say, no, Actually, I'm gonna pray well, da, 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 and I'll I'll change the way yes. I pray because probably of that prompting or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Typically for me, because I'm conservative in my everything, uh, uh, like <laughs> I, I'm not a risk taker. Uh-huh. I I start praying small, but there are yeah. times when I, I don't think I've ever prayed where I've prayed boldly and said, Oh wait, no, 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 God, no, never mind, hang on. But, I did
0: that once. I'll tell you that story in a minute. Oh,
1: do. Well, so, but I typically I'll start small, but every once in a while I'll start off small and I'll, I'll just feel God being like, Mm -hmm. nope, pray bigger. And and I'll be like, nope, total healing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love an idea where God says like, it's too small a thing for you to bring salvation to my people. I'm also going to make you a light to the Gentiles. That's a huge paraphrase, but I love that. This is too small a thing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I will hear God telling that to me, I'm asking for this little itty bitty thing. And he's like, no, 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 that's too small a thing for you to ask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So what's your story?
0: Well, it's actually a terrible, sad story. So I I need mm. to give that warning. It's, it's very sad. We had a friend about my age who fell into a coma, just bizarre, unexpected itty bitty kids. Mm. And I heard about this and I was going to go into my prayer closet and I was convinced I was going to basically raise her out of this coma. Like that sounds brash. That sounds audacious. It's not my typical go-to, but basically I'm like, God, I'm going to pray for her until I am convinced in my spirit that you have granted her full healing. Yeah, And it wasn't like more than five seconds into my prayer that God shifted my prayer. Mm. And I mean, I was probably in my metaphorical prayer closet for three minutes and I realized, no, this is, it is not done in a way. Basically I, I wouldn't have gone so far as to say, okay, spoiler alert. She passed away from the coma. She never woke up from the coma. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time I prayed for her, she was most likely already at least medically brain dead. Um, What I concluded from my just red light from God, like the screeching brakes that he put on my prayer, I concluded that I was not meant to pray for her healing. I wasn't going to go that step further and say, okay, she's already pastor. Okay. God's going to want her dead. I just realized, you know what? This is not my prayer burden to pray. And it was really sad because like I said, I was ready to go to battle for her. Yes. Uh, Praise God. She knew the Lord. She's healed. I have not kept up with her family. So if you're um, anybody listening who is an intercessor, please feel free to pray for, for the family she left behind because it, mm-hmm. it was, it was a very surprise tragedy, but that was one time where, yeah, I was going to pray big and God put the brakes on that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It wasn't a funnier story.
1: (laughs) No, but it's, you know, it really highlights, uh, the, I think the importance of trying to be sensitive to the Holy spirit. And, um, but as we're talking about this stuff and being led by the spirit and, you know, hearing God's voice or feeling his prompting Mm -hmm. or feeling his hesitation or holding us back, some people might be listening and thinking, I don't know what that means. And I don't, I've never felt that. And I've never understood that. And so one thing that in our, um, we're doing this Ephesian study through praying Christian mm-hmm. women. And one thing that we were talking about was that, that, that during one of our weeks of study that I realized about myself is, so we, we walk we want to walk this balance between praying boldly. You know, we have mm-hmm. the authority in us that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what Amen. the Bible says. Yeah that is in us, that power. And it's ours. Mm -hmm. It's our birthright. So we want to claim that and walk in it. And I think for me, I too often err on the side of caution rather than too much bold praying um, because Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, for various reasons, but you want to walk the balance though of recognizing that walking in your birthright and having humble open hands. I am not God. And what I come to realize is I, I love very much the affirmation of yes, this person heard just what they wanted because I really do. I love God. I love seeing him work.
0: I love knowing
1: that I'm in tune with him, but there's a tiny part of me that I think it's pride. Like Mm -hmm. I did that. Look at that. I did that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the, and, and the same thing with answered prayers, going back to your prayer journal where it is empowering and exciting and, in. Uh, what would you call it? Inspiring and kind of like motivational to go back and see the ways God has answered your specific and bold prayers or even the little Mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. But there's an element of that that could be a little bit prideful. And so when I see that, I think I need to make sure that my focus in going to God in prayer is never for the end result that it's not mm-hmm. an activity that ends to that 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 ends in in a result or an outcome that right. I'm going into it pursuing just passionately pursuing a relationship with God and and truly mm-hmm. wanting to know him more and it's again it's a balance it's just so boring yeah. i always come back to balance but it's a balance and it's important yeah mm-hmm. but you can also err on the side the enemy could get in there and say oh you can't pray all the only reason you want to pray for that miracle is because you want to feel powerful. And then that could hinder your prayer life too. So don't do that, but just be mindful. That's all I'm saying, but, but just the knowledge, it was really powerful for me to recognize no matter what, whether you've heard the voice of God audibly Mm -hmm. or whether you don't even know what it's like to know what God wants or, or, or wants you to pray for Keep praying, pursue the relationship, keep reading the Bible, keep keep mm-hmm. praying to God and inviting him into your life and asking him to help you to to, to intercede on behalf of others for the sake of becoming closer with him. And, and if that's your goal, it doesn't matter if you've heard him or felt him or whatever because the the, the mm-hmm. experience isn't the point. The experience is never the point. It's the relationship yeah. itself. Not, yeah, absolutely. Not the feeling it gives you, or whatever, and not
0: the outcome, I think or the outcome. Need, yeah. yeah, I think we really need to detach ourselves from the outcome. Yeah, so, as
1: hard as that is,
0: yeah. Like, let's let's say that my story about my friend had a much happier ending from an earthly perspective. Let's say I went into my prayer closet. I prayed fervently an hour later, I got the conviction in my spirit that God had heard my prayers and that I was released from this prayer burden. And the next day I learned that she was out of her coma and on her way to a full recovery. I would be thankful and worship the Lord. Now let's say that I did that prayer. And the next day I learned that she passed away. Basically like my thought at that point is be like David. He prayed and fasted when his infant was sick. Yeah. His boy died and he got up and ate his dinner, (laughs) right? Like at that point you move on, you say, okay, this wasn't God's will, um, It's almost like, you know, think about, let's say I'm about to try to convince my husband why we need to go to vacation to visit the Hamptons for a week, (laughs) right? And I'm impassioned and I've thought it out and it means so much to me. And I feel so convicted that this would be the most amazing vacation in the world that I can like, I can picture myself at the Hamptons. And then I go to my husband and I lay out all of these reasons and how excited I am. And he's like, okay, but we can't because I'm going to be doing this. Okay. That doesn't mean like my husband hates me. That doesn't mean my relationship with my husband is terrible. That doesn't mean that I was sinful for wanting to go (laughs) see the Hamptons. It just means it didn't work out that time. So I almost feel like the more we can it's really funny because you almost think that somebody with very bold prayers is going to be even more strongly tied to the outcome. But I know in my experience, it's almost the opposite. Like the bolder I get in my prayers, the more for me, it's about the act of pouring my heart out to God. Right. And it's it's very detached from the outcome. So maybe, you know, maybe I was like Esther and I prepared my husband this amazing feast before I brought up this idea of this vacation to him. And you know what? Like maybe it was just meant so that we could have a fun night talking, (laughs) right? And and we can do that even if he doesn't agree to grant me my petition. So I think about prayer like that. We're never going to hear from God 100% of the time. We're never going to be so in tune to the Holy Spirit and so dead to our own desires that we're going to pray in accordance with his will with perfect infallibility. We are Mm -hmm. not infallible. And so really all, all we can do is pray and have it be about the connection with the Lord and, and leave all of those results up to him.
1: Yeah. Which is not to say that you can't grieve. I mean, David's son died. So, you know, if your child dies and you prayed fervently for their healing, obviously you can't just transcendentally detach yourself from the outcome Good you know
0: point. yeah but yeah
1: you just yeah which I'm sure people know I just wanted to make sure that, no I'm so glad you said yeah that. but no obviously you can grieve you can be disappointed and and you can take those disappointments to God when that happens but mm-hmm. in when we're talking about intercession on behalf of others I think the implication is typically it's not as personally connected well that's not true either because there are lots of yeah. people we care very deeply about so Anyway,
0: but yeah, yeah. but, but basically when you're, when God doesn't answer the prayers the way you expected him to, that's, that's part of being a prayer,
1: right? Like, yes,
0: I'm trying to think of an example, like, um, I'm never going to write a book that gets hundred five stars and no one stars, like it's all part of it, mm-hmm. right? Like having an answer prayers, it's all part of the Christian experience. So again, like, I guess, um, a, a huge takeaway is kind of, yeah. Detaching yourself from the outcome and, and focusing more on the praying itself and not the end result.
1: Well, so I, I gave this example in our conversation with the Ephesians ladies and it was, um, so we, we don't do caffeinated soda with the kids. We don't do soda Mm -hmm. a whole lot, but like if we get a drive-through meal or something from somewhere, Mm -hmm. um, we'll let them sometimes get a Sprite or something. But one of my kids loves Dr. Pepper And Mm -hmm. so he'll ask sometimes for Dr. Pepper because on very special occasions or if we're celebrating something or if it's Mm -hmm. whatever, we've let him have Dr. Pepper. And so (laughs) there was, there are several times that he's asked for Dr. Pepper and, you know, we'll be through the drive-through or it'll be after, you know, he's scored a goal in a hockey game or something and he Mm -hmm. wants to get a a drink or something. And he'll say, can I have a Dr. Pepper? And nine times out of 10, or probably more than that, I'll say no, Uh Uh but He, you know, but, but one time I remember he asked me and he asked me in a joking way and I said, yeah, you can have one. And I got him a Dr. Pepper and he was shocked. And he's like, Uh and and he said, well, I was just kidding. And he's like, well, I was just kidding unless you said yes. And, Uh you know, he's like, I'm not going to turn it away, but I don't know. I just think of that with God as, you know, if there's something, something big that, that seems out of reach that we truly want. He has, I mean, we, we believe in theory, at least if not deep down in our soul, that he has the authority to do it. Right. I mean, if we believe that he's the God of the universe, he, he can do it. Right. He can, he can give us this thing that we want on a technical level. He has the power in him. And so if we ask for those things, um, I don't know, I feel like even, even asking for them and acknowledging that he has the power um, it's still in his hands, whether it's given to us, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and, and yeah, I don't know, but, but yeah. We're going to actually take a break right here uh, and split this conversation in two, because we went on for like another 30 or 40 minutes. So this is going to be part one. We're going to end right here and in part two next week, join us, tune in, same time, same place. Um, We're going to be discussing some of the details about how can we cultivate a a prayer life that incorporates this intuitive intercession into it. If we're not already praying in this way, Um, we're going to just go into sort of some practical how to's for the person that might not feel inherently intuitive, or maybe someone that is intuitive, but hasn't developed this practice of prayer in her own life. So join us next week for the exciting conclusion to (laughs) intuitive intercession. And thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to close us in prayer because I know we typically do that. So God, we just thank you for this opportunity to talk about intuitive intercession. Lord, I just pray against any blocks or stumbling blocks that this might place in front of someone. I pray that everything that was spoken would be tested by your word and, and just confirmed in the hearts of those listening how you want us to pray individually because none of us Praise in the same way. None of us has the same exact relationship with you as, as the next person. So we just pray that you would use these, these words in this time and this discussion to help us to tailor our prayer lives to, to the relationship that you've designed us to have with you. That's so specific and unique and special. Lord, we just pray you would keep us until next time and, and bless us and help us to glorify you in everything we do in thought, word, and deed. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.